The NEC's 40th anniversary bash continues. We welcome you inside the home office for this, the latest edition of I Was an NEC Student Athlete. I'm Craig D'Amico. I know I wasn't an NEC Student Athlete, but I'm joined today by someone who certainly was. I am very excited today to catch up with the former NEC Student Athlete from volleyball, who has quite an accomplished resume, a four-time all-conference performer, uh, the only four-time setter of the year in NEC history, a three-time league champion, and in two of those three titles, she was the tournament's most outstanding player. You may remember her as Vera Jurich from LIU, but now she's Vera Franzis, and she's joining us here today. Vera, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today and catch up. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Now, as we mentioned, you have quite the accomplished resume and you were a part of some amazing teams in Brooklyn during your time as a student athlete. So when you think back to all that, what's, what's the first thing that jumps out at you? Uh, just like you said, I think like those championship games are definitely the first thing that, uh, you know, I think about. Uh, there was so many times after I graduated that I went back to uh, NEC front row and I rewatched these. Um, those are just like the feelings that you get when you were, um, you know, in the middle of all, all of it and, you know, you're playing uh, all of these great teams on the other side um, that you, you're preparing to play, you know, throughout the entire season. Uh, and when the time comes, uh, th thankfully, we were in NEC championship games <laughs> all four years. Frequently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, frequently. So uh, that feeling was almost like, you know, almost expected, but every time we would get to that point and when you're in a final game, I think those are the things that I, I will always cherish and I will always remember. Now we're, we're going to go down memory lane here. We're going to talk about those great teams. We'll talk about where you are now, but let's start at the beginning. Uh, when you were young, how did you first fall in love with the game of volleyball? And, and you know, when did you first realize that this was something you're pretty good, pretty good at and, and, you know, excited about? <laughs> So, um, you know, I'm originally from Serbia and um, that's, you know, a small country in Europe. And I feel like it's it's almost expected from you to play sports. Uh, you're put into sports since, you know, you're like three, four, five years old. Um, and my entire family was always in sports. Most of them played basketball, um, you know, and they were all taller than me. So it just kind of made sense for them to play basketball. Uh, but my cousin uh, was very good at volleyball and she actually, um, she's five years old, older than me and she, um, she played for a uh, national team. So I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go after, you know, I'm just going to follow her steps and see what happens. Um, so I started, I started playing volleyball. That was the only sport that, uh, that I actually stuck with. I, I used to play, you know, soccer and basketball just on the side. But um, the first time that I, <laughs> I don't think I knew I was good. I think that I was always like told that I had talent. Um, so, you know, when, you, when you're being, when you have a great support system, when people tell you that you're good, you kind of like want to be better. And I think that that was, um, I was five years old when I started. Uh, so at a, at a very young age when I started playing volleyball. So, um, and then, you know, I never in my life thought that I would be here sitting in the United States uh, doing what I'm doing today, but I'm um, so grateful for my journey. And, and you know, that started when I was five and here I am uh, still in it, so. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, from Serbia, you had experience, some uh, national team experience, and then coming over to the, to the United States to play for LIU Brooklyn. What was that recruiting process like of getting from Serbia to, to LIU? It's crazy. You know, I, a lot of people ask me this and I'm kind of like, oh, wait, like, how did it actually happen? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, at one point, you know, I played for a national team, junior national team of Serbia. Um, and then next thing you know, I, I actually got an email from back then our GA, Svetlana, who was also from Serbia. And I got an email from her literally just saying, do you want to come 
to New York City. And I was kind of like, New York City? Like, why wouldn't you want to go to New York City, you know? Uh, so I read through the email and I was like, wait, I actually have to do a lot to get there, obviously. Um, so, you know, I got approached by her. Uh, she was in Serbia watching me play. Um, and then, you know, I got in contact with Kyle, my coach, Kyle Robinson. Um, and it's, that's, that's just how it started. I, you know, I had a couple of videos on YouTube. I didn't post these and never put them up on YouTube. But because I was, you know, uh, playing international, playing internationally playing for a national team uh, they saw me play and I think Kyle was kind of like I just trust Svetlana on, on a pick and um, I guess it was a good one you would have to ask him <laughs> <laughs> now you, you you were part of, of some great teams as we mentioned three straight championships there was a 47 conference match win streak in the middle of there and, and obviously there's a lot of talent to make that happen so you know we, we saw what it was like when you guys were competing against other teams but with that much talent I have to imagine the competition in practices must have been something like so intense. What were some of those practices like? Oh my God. So yeah, that's a great, that's actually, I, I was never asked this, but it was, that, that's such a good question. Uh, it was because, you know, like we would show up for practice and because we had Kyle and his wife, Jen, who also played volleyball and was our assistant coach. Um, she's like, I want to say six, four. I don't want to like, I'm not sure how tall she is she would be on the other side of a net hitting those balls and like really preparing us for big matches. And I want to like shout out to Jen. Um, she was like, she was amazing. But uh, I think that she was the one to always lead the practice with. Um, do you want to be, do you want, do you want to go big? Do you want to play? Um, do you want to compete and all of these? Like she would be on the other side, always so passionate about it. Um, so yeah, we did have a lot of talent on our team, but I think our coaches just put like, they would always on the court. So they, they would always be like playing against us. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I mean, these practices, you would show up and like not knowing what, what team you were going to play on. And I love that because it wasn't like you're playing on one team. This is the first team and this is it. It was always like the girls on the other side of the net would want to be and beat you no matter if they were on the first team second or third um so i love that i mean uh, to just have that environment to be a part of it, it was amazing it was so much it was just a non-stop competition just like you said that i mean this this stat kind of says it all from 2004 to 2017 lu won 11 tournament championships in 14 years which is unprecedented you know we're talking about 40 years of the nec that run is, is a major part of nec across all uh sports so what does it mean to you to know that you were an instrumental part of that run. So actually when I joined, they had already won like six times before that. So I think it was just like expected from us to do well, uh, which was amazing because uh, prior to that, when I played back in Serbia, I actually was on a team that um, came from second league. Uh, we entered the first league without uh, a lost game, the entire game, the, the entire year. So I think that was like, kind of like, oh, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. But coming here and thinking, oh, you know, I got this in a bag. Like I, I used to practice twice a year, twice a day, and just show up here. Then you show up here in August, and you're practicing for eight hours a day, <laughs> which was, I mean, you were expected to always do well. And I thought, oh, I got it. You know, I played. I, I know what I'm doing. Uh, I, I didn't. I actually did not know what I was doing. It was so much more for me to, to, you know, to do, uh, to to you know these expectations that were given to us as, as you know being champions for so many years before that you don't want to be the one that's going to break this like break the streak like you don't want to be the, right. the one you don't want to be on a team that's not going to do well now so you're going to do everything to make sure you're going to be a part of uh, history making and, and keep doing that as much as you can and i think that because we were expected that and we had that attitude in in practices um it was just amazing that we actually <laughs> managed to do even more and, and eventually although we did lose my freshman year 
year. We were NEC champions, but we did lose in the, um, in the tournament. Didn't make it to the NCAA that year. Um, it was just almost like, uh, it was like, we need to do better. You know, it was always, we need to do better. We need to commit more and we need to do better. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, it, it was, it's just a great feeling going back and looking at it and knowing that you were a part of a really good team and a really good program. Now, you know, coming to New York City and, and coming in, as you mentioned, in the middle of a run that's already been established where the expectations were, were so high, it, it seems like that's a lot of weight to, to carry on, on your shoulder. And then you mentioned your freshman year, you know, losing that, that championship match. So, you know, how, how did you able to kind of get accustomed to, to the surroundings and, and, and have so much success early on? So I'm not going to lie. I didn't speak any English. I think that was one of the biggest challenges when I came to the States. Um, I understood everything everybody else was saying, uh, you know, and I left my family behind and it wasn't easy, like just like leaving your parents. And I, I feel like that's for every student athlete just going to college, but uh, not being able to see them ever really like once a year. Uh, but I came here and I got a new family. It just was, it really was like that. And having a support system, not only for my co coaches, but also teammates who were willing at that age when we were all young, right? to learn Serbian just to make it easier for me um, I think it was a big plus it was it was really something that um, I'm never going to forget um, and I love I love them for that uh, but really I think that it wasn't it was you know it wasn't easy it, it was never easy but at the same time like you're excited to do more you're excited to do something else in your life you're really excited to uh, you know just like you said be a part of it so um I think it, it wasn't easy, but I think my, my family, meaning my teammates and my coaches were, and also teachers when we started you know, going to school, um, recognizing this and really having so much respect for student athletes, I think that they made it so much easier. So, um, you know, looking back at it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was hard at, at a time, uh, but it was such a great experience that definitely set us all for success after college. I want to go back to something you told me before we started here about how you're still in contact with a lot of your teammates, but you know, your teammates, your team came from all, it was like the United Nations coming from all over the place. Um, you know, so being able to communicate then, but then also continue those friendships forever, you know, going forward, you know, what, what was that, what was that like? Yeah, I always knew this. I knew we were going to stay in touch. I feel like when you're a part of something like that, when you're a part of family and you're part of a program and, and you know, you you would expect that we're all going to stay close and stay friends. Uh, but I didn't expect it was going to happen for this long, right? Like we're now it's it's been five years for some of the girls that graduated 10 years ago. I have been here for 10 years ago. Some of the girls graduated in my freshman year, right? They were seniors and graduated my freshman year. I still stay in contact with them. And I talk to them. Some of the girls I really talk to every single day to this day we speak you know we have the group chats uh, on whatsapp which because they're, it's all international you know and they live all over the place um and other girls you know you know just texting and calling and, and seeing it it is easy nowadays i think I, this is what i was saying it's easy to stay in touch just because everybody does have social media most girls uh have social media but i think what i find really really um amazing is I also stay in touch with some of the girls from uh, St. Francis Brooklyn and St. Francis PA and CCSU and, and coaches and we were all kind of like it's it, it, it just goes to show how much respect student athletes do have for each other. Um, I, I had just recently when I got this new job, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, um, and I'm now a head coach, I just spoke to Kyle. I actually saw him at the airport waiting for uh, one of the girls from Serbia that was on wow. the same flight with me. Um, and then um, he called me, you know, just to say congratulations. This is this is probably, this is what you were meant to do. This is where you were meant to be. This is what you should be doing. Uh, it's just great to have, to always have the support and, and always stay in touch. And, and we're, we're here 
for weddings and for baby showers and for all the big events that happen. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's easy and it's great. That community must be awesome, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, ne it, it never goes away. I, I want to talk about some of your teammates now. Uh, start with Annika Foyt, three-time player of the year. You obviously had a big hand in those setting her up uh, for, for all those kills. Uh, what, what, what was it that made her so special, do you think? Annie was one of the people that was, I think, I want to say everybody was committed and everybody had a passion for volleyball. Annie was something different. She was committed in everything that she was doing, including school. She, she was a great student, 150%. If we're all committed 100, she's committed 150%. I think that's what made her so great. Um, she was a great player because, before coming to college, right? Um, and uh, I don't know if most people know this, but she was actually injured for most of the college career um, that she never showed. I mean, you couldn't tell, you couldn't, you, Really, it was so easy for me to have her on a team because I knew that she was going to, and I think that in our interviews before, Craig, I, we would talk about this and you're like, kind of like, who do you think you were going to set the ball to? Like, is it going to be Annika Foyt all the time? It wasn't always, but I knew that I could always, always count on her. So um, no matter what I was doing, um, uh, and then, you know, if we, if we were down by 10, if I was going to set to Ani, she, she was going to score for me. And she's, she, was, she was just committed 150% every second of the day. I, I went back in time. I was looking at some of the old highlights from some of the uh, old championships. And, and what you just said, you, you said it five, six years ago, however long it's been. You were saying, someone asked you about, um, you know, do you look to get certain people involved? You're like, no, I just run the offense. I'm confident in all my teammates, whoever I said it to will be able yeah. to deliver. Yes, it was always like that. Because at the end of the day, you know, you, you show up in practice and you do these things. Um, it's almost like a test after you study. You show up at practice every day and you do what you do and you're expected to do well and you want to do well um, and you do the best that you can and then you just show up in, in a game and you do the exact same thing with just a little more passion because, you know, it is competition and you always want to win. Uh, but it was so easy. I had, I had so much talent on the court all the time, no matter what. I mean, people that, you know, girls that weren't on the first team, if you want to call it, and weren't starters would come in and just show up and do and also be like very reliable so um it was just so easy honestly I, I would never even think about it i would just run my offense i would let my brain kind of like just be a, a, a this painter that that kyle would always say like you're a creator just do it and they're going to score for you and that's how it was so um yeah it was always great Speaking about energy, I want to talk about uh, another one of your teammates, Adriana Venus Joy, uh, four-time libero of the year. From afar, you know, watching your matches from afar, it looked like she was like a spark plug that just brought all this energy to your team. What was it like uh, with Taff her as a teammate? That is exactly what it was like. I mean, she would, I love to talk. Don't get me wrong. I really do. I like to be loud and I like to talk and I love people like that. Um, I love everybody, but I love people that are super loud. Ariana was. Ariana was always loud. She, what you what you saw in these games, that's how she was in every single practice. And not, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's how she is today. This is what <laughs> she's doing. I mean, she she graduated from college, started playing. You know, she went she went back to Puerto Rico, um, and she was on national team, and she played for a Puerto Rican national team and uh she was just always ready for for action um and so what you got there i mean she was just a ball of energy that you would look at and no matter how bad the day was you would look at her and just like you can't help it but smile, but smile you know uh but other than that she was such a great player and she she uh, she was one of the people that just was always open to learning new things um and, and i think i also said that once if she was going to hit the ball she would score like 10 oh. you have no idea i mean she was a libero <laughs> she was she would hit that ball just like she would serve and uh she would do damage on the other side so um 
yeah, shout out to her. Uh, she's doing great. Um, one of the teammates that I talk to all the time. So, you know, it's scary to think with, with you and Ani and, and Adrian. I mean, we're talking three of the greatest women's volleyball players in the history of the league, and you're all at the same place at the same time on the same team. Uh, I mean, that, that's kind of a scary thought when you think back to it. Uh, but, but let's talk about some of your matches. You know, what stands out maybe as your, your toughest opponent, either an individual player or a team that it's like, man, I know we're going to have a tough one here tonight. Oh, CCSU. It was always CCSU. Uh, these girls would show up, I think. I think that they, and I, you know, I, I stay in touch with them now. And I do talk to a couple of them, and I also talk to the coach. And um, these girls would show up to beat LIU. And I think that a lot, of, a lot of the other teams, just because, you know, we did have so much success, they would show up when they're playing against us with so much more passion than they would play anybody else. I love that. I respect that. And I think that CCSU was always like, um, you never knew what you were going to get from them. And it was, honestly, it was always going to be a good game, but you just didn't know how good of a game it was going to be. So you would have, to, we would just have to show up for that game. And I remember, uh, and I'm going to call out Kyle for this, uh, before every CCSU game, he would take a walk around the court with me uh, to see, to kind of just feel where, like how, what's, what's up. He wouldn't do that for anybody else. He would do that for CCSU. Yes. And, um, and I totally understand because really on the other side, you were always, they, these girls were amazing. You, they wouldn't let the, the ball fall ever. Um, they were one of the best blockers. I think CCSU had one of the best blockers, which for me was always a challenge because as a setter, I do not want anybody getting blocked on my side. Right. So um, it was always like, how do I trick them? It was always a challenge when I played CCSU, how do I trick this team on the other side? Um, but it was always great. And I'm, I'm so happy that after all of this, we, I do stay in touch with girls that are from CCSU, which were uh, my biggest kind of challenge and opponent and, and just somebody that it was always fun playing against them. I want to ask you about the 2012 final against Central Connecticut uh, because, you know, it had been a couple of years since LIU had won. You mentioned you lost in the final the year before, uh, but you're, you're on your home court down a set. Um, but you ended up having 50 assists, I think, in that match. And, it was, it was, and you came back and won three straight sets to take the title. You know, what, what do you remember about that match in particular? Oh, you know what I remember about that match in particular? <laughs> <laughs> it was so much pressure on us to win this match that the first set, I remember, I think it was, and I trust me, I've, I've seen this game so many times. This is why I know. And, you know, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I've watched it before. Um, it was 17-14 for us, and I tried to score because I was like, you know what, I'm going to score. I'm going to tip the ball, and I'm going to score. I got blocked. Uh, and I, I single-handedly lost the first set. I can totally put all of the blame on me, although nobody would ever say that. I, I did that to myself. This is what I remember from that, that day. But showing up in a second set, I knew that I had to individually do better, and I think that that definitely helped kind of – just bring everybody else's energy up um, and knowing that I did not want to feel the same way I felt a year before that. That's what kept me going in that, that, uh, that day and, you know, that match. Um, and the feeling, you know, I go back, I think, I don't know if you guys have this picture, but there is a picture of um, last point um, that we, I think we were losing in a fourth set and then somehow we, you know, we, it was like 22-22. Last point um, that we scored and to win this game, the picture that, that explains it all, the entire, the emotion that was going through all of us, I think, um, just being able to win that. And, and there is a picture of it and, and it's everybody's jumping so high. I don't think that we were ever jumped like that uh, before, but 
it was such a great feeling. It's kind of a feeling of everything that you worked for in the last two years is now paying off. Um, and we're ready for the big dance and we're ready to, you know, go and play uh, first round of NCAA, which was, you know, for, uh, for all, most of us first, uh, first experience before. So it was amazing. It was just really, really a great match. Everyone was dancing already, jumping up into the air in that picture. <laughs> oh my God! No, it was. Uh, we we post this on Facebook all, all the time. I think that there's a there is a picture of this on Facebook that um, all of my teammates are reposting. On, you know how like, oh, what did you do a year before? Like, uh, mm -hmm. you know. And so they were reposted every year. You get reminded of this. Like you go back and you always get that. Like you can almost feel the same way you felt in that picture. Honestly, in that moment when we won, because. It was it was such a great match that it was until the, the last point you really didn't know who was going to win. It wasn't like we were taking yeah. over. Um, so it's it just the relief, uh, but also happiness and just joy that um, you finally did what you were expected to do and what you worked for for the last two years. It was I'm never going to that that may be one moment that I'm never really going to forget. Now they always say you know you want to leave the place better than when you found it, and you left as a three 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 titles in a row. Um, but when your, your time at LIU as a student athlete came to an end, you got into coaching. So what kind of led you down that path? Oh, wow. So um, I actually, so when I graduated at LIU, um, I, because I was an international student and, and, you know, I don't want to go into that, but you cannot work right away. So like you have to go through a lot of paperwork to get it done and be able to work. There's a lot of time for you to think about what you actually want to do. Um, you know, and I graduated with a master's degree in accounting um, and I, you know, I, I had a decision to make, which was a a huge decision. Am I going to back to Europe to play volleyball or am I going to stay here and try to do something else out of my life? Uh, at that point, you know, which was almost now five years ago, I, I, I couldn't choose to be a volleyball coach. Uh, I wanted to, but I couldn't just because I didn't have people to do that. So I just chose to put that aside and not be a volleyball coach for now uh, until I got an opportunity now, five years later to, to finally, you know, I got an opportunity to be a coach at St. Joseph's college, which it was the easiest decision that I had ever had to make. Um, I knew I wanted to do this. I knew I had to be here. Um, I was waiting for this and I worked for this very hard, but I think that uh, what made me do it and wh why it's so easy for me to now, you know, becoming a coach and, and be where I am is, I want to share not only my knowledge, but my experience from just being a student athletes and pass it down to the amazing group of people that I'm working with right now. Because I think that when you're in college, you really don't understand. When you're a student athlete, you don't really understand how much that prepares you for the um, outside world or like world after college, after you know you graduate, you're kind of like, do I know how to do anything else? I know how to play volleyball. Do I know how to do anything else? But you you take some time and you realize that yes, you do. Uh, you know what you did as a student athlete definitely prepared you to be where you are now. So uh, having a opportunity to coach uh, this amazing young group of girls um, is everything I ever wanted. I, I knew I had to stay in volleyball. I missed it for the last five years, and so now that I'm here. Um, I just want to pass my knowledge and pass and always be here, you know, make myself available for these girls for anything that I need, because that's what my coaches did for me. You mentioned you're just named head coach at St. Joseph's College in Brooklyn, so not too far from your old stomping grounds at LIU. Uh, what are some of the things that maybe you took away from, from Kyle and some of the other coaches that you worked with and now you're, you're looking to implement yourself as a coach? Yeah, I think one of the biggest... Uh, you know, we, we play volleyball, right? Like you, you have the skill um, and my coaches had the skill. And this was something that, yes, you are going to teach these girls. You are going to uh, 
teach them volleyball. They're going to be better. And you really believe in that. If they're willing to learn, which they are, they're going to be better. Uh, but I think one of the things that I definitely uh, took from Coach Kyle that at the time when I was in college didn't realize that it was really important, but I, now I do, <laughs> is uh, he used to say, take it all in. You know, while you're in college, take it all in. Uh, you may think that you don't have time because, you know, you have to go to practice, then you have to travel. You also have to go to school and you have to pass tests in order to, to do what you do, to do what you love, which is play and playing volleyball. Um, one thing that he used to say is when you create just a little more time for you to have fun, do it, take it. When you're in off season, go meet other people. You live in the best. I mean, we live in Brooklyn. It's amazing. I'm so happy that I can just, you know, I'm still here, but just like you said, but uh, that's one, one of the things that I'm, I'm always going to cherish and I'm always going to remember from Kyle is take it all in and have fun with it. Um, you may not think that you have the time to do anything else, uh, but you will realize if you create that little bit of time, you're going to be happier. And this is something that I really, really try to um, talk to the girls right now and tell them that, yes, we're living in this crazy time right now, especially with the virus, and we have to uh, really adjust to everything that we do. But at the same time, when you just create just a little bit of a time for yourself, um, Take that opportunity for yourself. Like, you know, you, you go hang out with other people, go hang out with other student athletes, go hang out with non-athletes. Um, just go out, explore the city, do something for yourself. This is something that, uh, you know, that's not volleyball really related, but it's something that I'm, I'm always going to remember Kyle saying all the time, which I think is, is great. And I'm definitely going to try and pass down to the girls. You know, that, that's fantastic advice because when, when you're working on anything, you, you almost get put in a bubble and you forget about all the outside yeah. stuff. But I, I agree with you. I think, you know, thinking about all that outside stuff and taking time for yourself once in a while is very important. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm going I'm to give you, we're, we're going to test yourself as a coach here. I'm going to give you an impossible coaching assignment right now. I want you to coach me. Uh, my <laughs> volleyball experience is kind of limited to, you know, the occasional backyard game with my family or, you know, a charity game here at school with the faculty. So uh, my experience is not that much, but uh, it, as a four-time setter of the year, if you were going to give me some advice on how to be a, a proper setter or some technique, is there any, uh, you know, little tips you could give me here right now? Yes, get under the ball on time. When okay. I say that, it means, um, uh, you know, mo most setters just get to the ball. And, and this, is, this is another thing that, this is another thing that, tip that I took from Kyle. But when you're running for the ball, give, give yourself a little more time to square up to the antenna to, be, to know where the ball is going. Another thing, I'm going to give you two. This is a awesome. bonus one. Uh, is, uh, this is not easy because this is probably just like the advanced volleyball. Um, Create a triangle, there you go, and keep your head, yes, keep your hands right there. Like that, Create okay. a triangle, always create a triangle around the ball. Um, I remember that, that's awesome. There you go, hopefully that's gonna help you. So when I'm named the MVP of our next faculty charity game, I'll credit you, <laughs> I appreciate that. You better that. credit me, I'm gonna take that one, I'm gonna repost it too. <laughs> So, uh, you know, now as, as a coach, uh, you know, and, and we had a great time here looking back, but to the current NEC volleyball student athletes that might be watching this, is there any, you know, words of wisdom or pieces of advice that you would give them maybe to get the most out of their NEC volleyball experience? I want to say that listen, listen to what people that have more experience are saying to you. I don't think that I actually took that advice, right? Because like I said, uh, coaches and teachers would say, hey, being a student athlete is definitely going to help you in the outside world. When you find yourself 
almost thinking it's impossible for you to get a job and you go out there and you're like at a job interview and you know they send you an email hey we found somebody else that fits <laughs> that fits the job uh, better than you remember the times when you maybe didn't win the game it will help you um, just not be disappointed but keep your head up uh, and you will get the next job and I think that that's something that I would I really took from uh, you know being a student athlete um, for four years um, you are prepared more than you think that you are you don't realize how how prepared you are for the uh, for what's to come after college. But while you're in college, yes, take the time for yourself. Um, hang out with other people. Uh, don't just hang out with athletes, hang out with non-athletes. Um, and so I think those are the things that uh, definitely helped me kind of, uh, you know, navigate my life and, and it, you know, being student athlete definitely shaped who I am and, and today and um, how quickly and how good of decisions I make today in life. Um, you're going to miss it take it all in because you will miss it. And that's for sure. And, and people say that all the time, when you get out of college, you're going to miss it. And you're kind of like, yeah, you know what? I am in college right now because I don't, I don't really care what you're saying because I am trying to take it all in. Uh, but take it all in. When, when you think that there is nothing else for you to do, do more, create more time for you to do something else. Because when you do get out of college, uh, you realize that it, it's the best time of your life. That's great advice from one of the all-time greats, four-time setter of the year, two-time uh, tournament most outstanding player. Vera, thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat and catch up here uh, at, during our I Was an NAC Student Athlete segment. Thank you so much for having me. And, and obviously, best of luck with the, with the new gig at St. Joseph's College. We'll be keeping an eye and seeing how you guys do. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. She's Vera Francis. I'm Craig D'Amico. And this has been I Was an NAC Student Athlete. We'll see you next time.